0: What we need to do regarding Confederate monuments and the forest bust is not take away from history, but add to it. Put him in a museum.
1: He is only significant because of the black folks that he abused. I think that some of the folks who are demonstrating uh, to have that bust removed are not looking at the full picture here.
0: The battle lines are clearly drawn over historical monuments. In fact, across the country and in Tennessee over the past few years, how we represent history has caused some of the most intense protests. You can hear just how divided people are. At the top of the show there, that was Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, who is hesitant to alter Confederate monuments. Then some lawmakers and Capitol demonstrators who have conflicting views. I'm Tony Gonzalez, and this is Curious Nashville. We recount local history and delve into complicated policies, and today we're doing both of those things in one story. A listener asked us to explain the role of the Tennessee Historical Commission, which has been taking on a more important position lately. This is the group that now decides whether monuments can be altered. Our listener took interest after Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro tried to rename a building. The building is Forest Hall, named after Nathan Bedford Forrest. He's most known as a Confederate general and for ties to the early Ku Klux Klan. WPLN's state politics reporter Sergio Martinez Beltran has witnessed several protests about Forrest and covered some other monuments, so we asked him to revisit this. What happened at MTSU? Which laws govern monuments? And who has the power over them? But Sergio, first, set the stage here. Why are monuments, which were so overlooked for many years, why are they now front and center? Sure. So this controversy has been
2: brewing for a couple of years now. And really, most of this momentum started in 2015. That's when the first cities across the country started changing or renaming some of the Confederate monuments. Even in Nashville, you know, around that same time, Vanderbilt University decided to rename a dorm called Confederate Memorial Hall. So we've seen a movement of activists, usually people of color, asking the government to tear down or relocate Confederate and Civil War monuments. For many people, they symbolize racism and abuse. Nationally, there's multiple examples. There's the statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Virginia. The City Council of Charlottesville voted to remove two monuments, including Lee's, because the statues represented racism. And this isn't just a discussion of history. These disagreements over monuments can have real consequences, like fatalities.
3: Chaos in the streets. (laughs) As a car plows into a crowd of people. Pools of blood
1: all over the ground, people screaming. I've never seen such a horrific, blatant, racist attack in my entire
3: life. After clashes between white nationalists and counter-protesters.
2: Those white nationalists were fighting to keep the Lee statue. There's also Silent Sam in North Carolina. That's a Confederate memorial at a university that caused an uproar.
3: Breaking news, hundreds of people rally and march on the UNC campus. They're upset about the board of trustees new plan for the future of Silent Sam.
2: Silent Sam is a bronze statue of a Confederate soldier. It was placed at the University of North Carolina in 1913. After protests, it was removed last year. And just a side note, there's a similar Confederate soldier in Centennial Park here in Nashville that officials have been discussing lately. And then we have Nathan Bedford Forrest
0: in and around Tennessee. Nathan Bedford Forrest, there's that name. So tell us a little bit more about him and his ties here locally in Middle Tennessee.
2: So Forrest has a strong connection to the state. There are streets named after him. There's a memorial at the Tennessee Capitol, which has been the reason for many protests during the past legislative session. And also, his boyhood home is still preserved. Uh, There's a really good article by Jessica Bliss uh, from The Tennessean that talks about the home, Forrest, and the new homeowner. And honestly, I learned that his childhood home is located in Marshall County, that's south of Nashville, in a little town called Chapel Hill, and that he rose from a private to a general of the Confederate States Army. All this to say, Tony, most people in Tennessee know about Forrest or have at least heard something about him.
0: A lot of people have been hearing about Forrest because of that bronze bust at the Capitol. But this question came to Curious Nashville because of Forest Hall at MTSU. And you went there. So first, what is the building even like, and what's it used for on campus?
2: When I went down to MTSU, uh, they were still in summer break, so it was kind of quiet but it definitely gave me an opportunity to sit down with some of the students that were out there and Amen. to really spend time in the area. In terms of the building, it's old-looking. It was actually built in 1954, but it wasn't dedicated to forest until 1958. With that being said, the outside is red. It's made up of what looks like bricks. It has two flags hanging outside, an American and a Tennessee flag. And there's two main doors in between the flags. On top of the doors, there are black letters spelling "Forest Hall in capital letters. Above that, the words Army ROTC can be found forming an arch. This building is close to the football stadium and not that far from the student union, but still, there was not a lot of foot traffic when I was there. Also, not a lot of students are part of the ROTC, so that could be a reason why it was so quiet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's off the beaten path a little bit. You know, this isn't like the crown jewel of MTSU, but people, they do pass by it, and you were able to interview some students. So what were they saying about Forest Hall? I was so curious to
2: know what students knew, if anything, about the building. And so I started to ask questions. And because we were at a college campus, some of the students were feeling like I was quizzing them. And I won't lie, that was making me laugh. Okay.
1: I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we don't know it. Yeah. yeah We're well, freshmen, so I'm so. <laughs> uh, just like we don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know it. anything.
2: <laughs> so just quickly, I don't wanna like take too much of your time. So that building is called the Forest Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, named after Nathan Bedford Forest. I don't mm-hmm. know if yeah. any of you have heard about him. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. What have you? Uh-huh. Yeah. What have you heard about it?
0: Uh he
1: started the KKK, I know that. There's not a lot of good things about him. Not yet, not great. So to
2: clarify, Forrest was one of the earliest members of the KKK and the first Grand Wizard of the organization, but he didn't start it.
0: Okay, if someone knows just one thing about Forrest, there's a chance that it's his association with the KKK. And that connection is a reason that students and community members began this movement against his name appearing on that building on campus.
2: Students began to put pressure on MTSU's administration to consider a name change in 2015. MTSU's president, Sidney McPhee, created a task force. Its sole purpose was to organize forums to receive public input. The task force held three community meetings on and off campus. And there was a lot of tension at those meetings.
3: Why is there still a building on this true blue campus that not only disrespects the diversity of students of my kind, but also incites a fury, an outrage in our souls that boil every time we pass this building. We cannot say that black lives matter if we honor a man who actively fought to destroy black lives. It is time to topple over another monument dedicated to the wrong side of history.
2: That was students Brandon Woodruff and Amanda Brown. But there were also some defenders, like Charlie Wood. He doesn't agree with Forrest's past as a slave trader, but he still calls him his personal hero.
3: But he's my hero because he was a great military leader and he fought for what he thought was right.
2: And look, Wood is not alone in this sentiment. In the state capitol, there are backers of keeping Forrest statues too. It wasn't part of the task force, but Senator Ken Yeager has some positives to say about Forrest. At one point, he told reporters that instead of being revisionist and keep focusing on the negative things Forrest did, we should look at the whole picture. If you look at the totality of his life, you
1: know, uh, and these are my words, he, he saw the error of his ways and made a complete change where he actually has made some, in some circles, controversial speeches where he advocated uh, for a better life for the ex-slaves, the black citizens of our country.
2: One of the times Forrest spoke up for African Americans was in 1875 at a meeting of what's now the NAACP. There he talked about his support for the black vote and cooperation between whites and blacks. There's a really interesting quote by Forrest from that day. He says, quote, We are born on the same soil, breathe the same air, and live on the same land. Why then can we not be brothers? And you know, Tony, all of these details were considered by the MTSU task force. After long discussions, the task force recommended, with some objections, to rename the building.
0: This was a message from MTSU, not just activists, that the name should change. But it was not only up to the university or the university president to make that happen the university forwarded their recommendation to the Tennessee Board of
2: Regents. That's the agency that oversees all of the state universities. They were the ones that needed to decide next. And hey, it's important to note that Forest Hall is the only building at the university that has a name with no ties between the person and the institution. And this is key because current state policy says those types of memorials, like naming a building, should only be for those who have a connection to the university. So again, the campus task force was formed in 2015. They issued a recommendation in 2016 and the board of regents concurred later that year. So then what? Well, the Tennessee Historical
0: Commission is the entity that has the final say. In February of 2018, the commission held a five-hour hearing about this in Nashville. It was pretty intense.
2: The commission is in this room that looks like a big university classroom and the whole thing is like a cross-examination. And it got heated at times. Again, this hearing lasted five hours. It was a lot of back and forth. And I want you to listen to 90 seconds. This is the part when Commissioner Tiny Jones was questioning the president of MTSU, Sidney McPhee. Jones was pacing like in a courtroom, like a prosecutor addressing a witness. You testified that there was absolutely
3: no connection between General Forrest and MTSU. Well, there's a connection, you would admit, between General Forrest and the land where MTSU is occupied. Would you admit to that, sir? Not to my knowledge. Well, he, he fought two battles real near there, didn't he? Near yeah. there. Right. In the, and they're called the Battle of Murfreesboro, aren't they?
1: It's my understanding. Yes or near no? There and, n- no.
3: They're not called the Battle uh, of Murfreesboro. What well, they yes, called? they
1: call the Battle of Murfreesboro. But your question about whether or not it was exactly on the campus. That's what I'm responding to. Okay.
3: But it was right there in the vicinity, wasn't it? Yes. And it made national news, didn't it?
1: Yes. So tell, the, tell
3: the commission how many different streets in Murfreesboro are named after General Forrest.
1: I don't know that. I have no Tell interest the commission in how many around.
3: different monuments are in the city of Murfreesboro named after General Forrest?
1: Sir, my responsibility is Middle Tennessee State University. He's not allowing my witness to respond to his question. First of all, everybody needs to cool cool down here a little bit. Dr. McPhee, answer the question as as well as you can. Since there were so many questions involved, he may need it to be repeated. Let's go back. I think the question was how many monuments to General Forrest are there in Murfreesboro? I do not know the exact number.
2: Sam Elliott, one of the commissioners who is a lawyer in Chattanooga, issued what is like the opinion of the majority. He listed several reasons why the commission voted against the name change. Among them, that there's no clear evidence that the name came as a form of resistance to the civil rights movement in the country.
3: The evidence shows that there is not clear and convincing evidence that the change is in the public interest and that there is not a strong local consensus one way or another on the change.
2: The ROTC itself also played an important role in the decision-making, Elliot said. The MTSU ROTC Alumni Club conducted a survey and 89% of the respondents said they wanted the name to stay. The club said Forest Hall is more than just a building on campus. They called it a rally point for alumni. The commission later on voted 15 to 7 against the name change. So the name Forest Hall, it stayed and it's that way today. This is one of the best examples of how this whole process is designed when someone wants to change a monument. Students and community members organize, they go to university leadership to ask for a change, the university pretty much surveys the community, follows everything that the law says they need to do, they come out with a recommendation for renaming, yet the bar is set high to make a change. And it was voted down by the Tennessee Historical Commission, the ones with the final say on issues like this.
0: After a short break, we'll hear how this decision sits with a student on campus today. And we'll go deeper into the group that holds power over historical monuments by hearing from one of the members of the Tennessee Historical Commission. You're listening to Curious Nashville. The name Forest, it still remains on a campus building at MTSU. It's not particularly prominent, but for some, bad feelings still surround the place. Student Vanya Griggs answered the
2: same questions as others when I visited the campus, but she wasn't nervous to talk about it. She explained why she's angry that the name remains on the hall.
1: To me, it's like you're not considering how seeing the last name of the Grand Wizard of the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, that was founded to basically harass and pretty much murder and kill black people way back when as a result of Jim Crow being you know taken away so it's very unsettling.
2: This feels personal to Griggs, she's an African-American woman who every time she walks by Forest Hall she is reminded of what he represents. And another piece of Forrest's story that bothers a lot of Black Tennesseans happened in his military years. He led Confederate troops in the Fort Pillow Massacre, which killed many Black Union troops who had already surrendered. So, Greek said some words to the people in charge of making the decision of whether to change the name of the building.
1: It's a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment towards the leaders of the, ten- of the state who have to approve this to see that you're not willing to let go of that, that hateful, just evil background history to show support and comfort to your residents is just uncomfortable and unsettling. And it really makes me wonder what, like what else is there to do?
2: That question, what else is there to do?
0: For now, at MTSU, there probably isn't a clear next step after the Historical Commission's ruling. Although campus officials have said the ROTC building may eventually be torn down, so the name could simply change then. But this situation raised our listeners' question about how that commission is formed, whether they're appointed, who they are, and how they make the decisions that now ripple across the state. So, Sergio, tell us more about the Tennessee Historical Commission and its role in all of this. Sure. So this commission has 29 members.
2: 24 of them are appointed by the governor. And they tend to be professors, historians, activists. There are some from other fields, businesswomen, and even a general sessions judge. But Tony, I honestly think most people don't know who they are. In addition to those 24, there are five members that are
0: ex-official members, and they include the governor himself, and they don't vote. So now, with a bit of hindsight, because you know this vote about MTSU happened a while ago, do you have any sense about how the commissioners feel about how things played out?
2: I actually talked to Toy Heap. He is one of the commissioners, and he is also the vice president of the Native History Association. Now, Heap is an interesting case that shows how complicated it is for commission members to vote on Confederate monuments. The reason I say this is because Heap, who is a Native American, voted against the name change at Forest Hall. He says MTSU did a good case presenting why they thought the building should be renamed. But he says that they didn't present convincing evidence uh, that it was in the public's best interest to make the change. Therefore, he voted no.
3: If you keep wiping those scars away at some point in the future nobody's going to remember that anymore there won't be there won't be any controversy about it and for me i don't think that controversy is necessarily a bad thing especially when it comes to history because it makes us Think about those things and talk about those things that happened, and that can keep those things from happening again in the future.
2: Now, Heap did tell me something very interesting. In a follow-up email, he said that if the building had been named Jefferson Davis Hall, after the Confederate president, the position of MTSU would have been much stronger, mostly because Davis doesn't have any ties with the area. The argument that many have for why Forrest belongs is that he has ties around MTSU. So that's an example of someone who is part of the membership of this group.
0: Okay, and you've done some reporting about how the role of the commission has been changing. Originally, its responsibility was mostly handing out grants to help communities with historic preservation, but that evolved a few years ago. It changed in 2013.
2: When the Tennessee Heritage Protection Act was enacted, that act has been amended by the state legislature throughout the years, mostly to make it harder for cities, municipalities or other entities like universities to make changes. For example, the act specifically says that no memorial regarding a historic conflict or historic figure may be, quote, Removed, renamed, relocated, altered, rededicated, or otherwise disturbed. So far, the Tennessee Historical Commission has only voted against removing or renaming monuments. That's happened actually twice. So really, Tony, cities, counties, and universities don't have a simple
0: option if they want to make a change. And clearly, that's a source of frustration for some. But if these monuments were to be changed, that could also cause an uproar. So it doesn't seem like there's a solution for this that would please everyone. All of this
2: is so complicated, mostly because of the law, sure, but also because of what these memorials represent. And I did ask historian Derek Frisbee about this. You know, why is it so hard to come to an agreement on this? By the way, Tony, Frisbee was the chairman of MTSU's task force that studied Forest Hall.
3: And the problem is is that some people have done really good things, like struggle for the right for women to vote, but at the same time were partially members of the Klan.
2: And that actually happened. At the time Frisbee is talking about, there was a woman, her name is Elizabeth Avery Merriweather, and she fought in Tennessee for the right of women to vote, but her husband also worked with Nathan Bedford Forrest in the KKK overall I think that the issue with Forrest is that for some he represents a story of redemption a story of someone who changed his behavior throughout the years
3: so how do you struggle with that that memory can you can you honor someone for a certain portion of their life and ignore the other part or do you have to recognize the entirety of someone's life before you build a memorial to them
2: frisbee also says history is complicated and multi-layered and what happened at mtsu is an example of how
0: complex the history of memorials can be and even now a lot of this is not really settled you know one of the trendy ideas that you've been reporting on is that instead of moving or renaming a monument how about adding some additional signage nearby so what's going on with that
2: well, this actually happened recently in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, there's a group there that petitioned the city council, and they have now added some African-American history markers around a Confederate monument in the town square. Governor Bill Lee has also suggested that this could be a possibility. Uh, he has talked about potentially adding certain markers in the Capitol too,
0: especially around the forest post. And then I want to ask you about one more recent development. So a Democratic lawmaker from Nashville has called on the governor to convene a meeting of the Capitol Commission to discuss the forest bust. Local news station WKRN had this story first. So this group, the Capitol Commission, they're different. They control the grounds of the Capitol, but they still answer to the historical commission that we've been talking about. So if they were to come up with an idea for the bust, wouldn't it still have to go back to the group that decided on the MTSU case?
2: Yeah, and by the way, the Capitol Commission hasn't met since 2017. Governor Lee did feel two long-running vacancies on that group. But you know, Tony, it's hard to say what they might do if the governor does call a meeting. In the past, they stopped a proposal to remove the bust from the Capitol that was brought by the state's previous governor,
0: Bill Haslam. Well, there's still so much that's in flux. Thanks for your reporting, Sergio. Thank you. To see photos of Forest Hall over the years, and for a reading list of related stories, visit curious.wpln.org. You can also ask your own new question for our reporters. Curious Nashville is a project of Nashville Public Radio. I'm Tony Gonzalez, the executive producer. Editing is by Emily Siner and Anita Bug. Audio mastering by Carl Peterson. Our website is handled by Mac Linebaugh and promotions by L. Turner. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear.